Je suis prête. Vous êtes prêts aussi Track by track. I'm your host Darren and today we're going to be talking about Love Song from the album Like a Prayer, uh, recorded on the 13th of March 1988 at Paisley Park with work done later in 1988 by Prince uh, and a little bit by uh, Madonna. Uh, apparently she added some synthesizers to this. Uh, released on the 21st of March 1989, uh, on the track we have Prince, we have Madonna, we apparently have Sheila E. Um, I think she does just a tiny bit of percussion on here. Um, and there are other people who, who apparently are not credited on, on the on the uh, on the track. Uh, it is four minutes fifty two, and joining me to talk about today is Russell Irick. Hello, Russell. Hello. Um, yeah. So, like for a genre, I feel like the title of it gives it away. <laughs> uh, it it is it is a love song. Um, although at points in this, like in the actual lyrics, they say this is not, not a love song. song. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of I don't know. It's it's kind of like a little bit of you know like this is not a pipe um, <laughs> going on there. And and I, I like as well how when Prince and Madonna were collaborating, um, you know, in 1988, the fact that this track like took more than a year to come out shows you the pace at which Madonna was working. And Prince had basically released Love Sexy and Batman by the time this song came out. So that shows you the pace that, ba- that uh, Prince was working at. Um, but yeah, you know, like it, it was originally titled Daisy Miller, like when they were when they were collaborating together, I like apparently like they kept it secret from you know most people um and there was speculation that prince and madonna at this time were dating mm-hmm. um although that would not be correct because in this timeline i think this was just before prince had recorded stuff for the batman film and he'd actually started kind of seeing kim basinger a little bit on the side uh while he was recording that uh, that album uh, and her her moans appear on a few tracks um, on the Batman album, and and later later tracks as well that were recorded later on. You know, he he recorded uh, Kim Basinger moaning, and apparently added this to some tracks. Uh, yeah, there's a song called Peach, which has like a, a sound of a woman moaning, and that's apparently Kim Basinger like sampled. Um, so yeah, I, I I mean I don't know if if Prince and Madonna ever kind of got together in any way like meaningful, but you know on this on this album on Like a Prayer. Prince, um, he did like a, a little guitar intro for the title track, um, and then he also um, did most of the music for um, uh, for Act of Contrition, um, and then he also played the guitar um, for uh, for Keep It Together. Um, so you know he basically worked with Madonna quite a bit around this time. Um, you know this was just before Madonna went on the Blonde Ambition tour, which was a gigantic tour and made tons of money. And obviously, you know the documentary Truth or Dare came out soon after that, uh, also known as In Bed with Madonna. And um, where was it known? Called, where is it called that? In this country, it's called In Bed with Madonna. Really? That's the title. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I never knew it had and, another title. And the tagline was Truth or Dare. That was the tagline rather than the actual title of the documentary. Yeah. I love very confusing. I'm going to take you on a tangent here, but I love weird alternate titles for movies in other countries. (laughs) I think I've, I don't know if I've mentioned it on this show before, but my husband's from Brazil. And one time he like looked at me really seriously and he was like, let's watch Secretary of the Future. And I was like, what? (laughs) 
And he's like, you know, secretary of the future. And then I was like, and he started describing the movie. And then I was like, working girl. And so... (laughs) In Bra- oh, that is great. Yeah, and so in Brazil, it was great. released as Secretary of the Future. <laughs> yeah, which is, weird, which is weird because she, in the future of the film, like by the end of the film, she's not a secretary. No, she's, yeah, she's so not, that, yeah. That seems, that seems like a weird way to describe it. But uh, yeah. yeah, so over here, it was in bed with Madonna, um, you know. And this is, this is kind of weird because, you know, like a lot of the, a lot of the times where Prince collaborated with, you know, um, female vocalists, uh, you know, I'm thinking of Martika or, you know, the Bangles or, um, you know, Kate Bush. When he collaborated with them, he would usually either send them a song or they would send him some lyrics and he would send them something back. And there would be like a little bit of back and forth. You know, when the Bangles did Manic Monday, they took Prince's version and they kind of basically performed it themselves and kind of redid this hot song from the ground up. Um, you know, and, you know, with Martika, you know, she sent him like lyrics. She faxed him lyrics, which is just so, sure. such a weird thing. And then he sent her tapes and then she kind of added her own vocals over the top of his guide vocals. And, you know, so it's interesting that this is literally, um, you know, Prince and Madonna in the studio together. They actually, you know, she came into Paisley Park and she recorded stuff with him, which is why it was given, you know, the code name Daisy Miller. Mm to hide who was at Paisley Park, basically, doing the recording. And I don't know, I just find that out of all the collaborations that Prince, you know, has done over the years, this is kind of the, since, you know, apart from like the girl groups that he did in the early 80s himself, you know, like Apollonia and Vanity, this is him actually collaborating with someone who was on the same level as him, um, you know, in terms of sales and, you know, um, let's say acting fortunes. Right. Um, you know, uh, so <laughs> so obviously, you know, Prince already had his Oscar. Madonna would, you know, go on to be nominated for something later on. Um, but, you know, in the kind of the, the late 80s, you know, they were both kind of, you know, these kind of huge artists. And it's so interesting that they kind of did this track together and it just ends up being left on as an album track. <laughs> kind of no one no one really knows about it. You know, I mean, I know Prince fans know about it uh, and I'm sure some Madonna fans probably don't like it that much. But it's like it's so weird that like. I don't know, you had, like, if I was Warner Brothers, you've got both of these people on your label. Why not, like, do something more public with it and just be like, finally, the collaboration between <laughs> between these two gigantic artists, you know, finally in one space. But I think the result is so much less explosive than you would expect, and I think that's probably why. Yeah. I think, like, uh, Warner Brothers probably saw that this is not single material like i'm i mean i don't think so and i i can i sort of was underwhelmed by it so this was my first time listening to the track um ever i did not know this song existed i've never listened to this album you know like like you i mostly just was like yeah sure i why do i need to i have the immaculate collection i can listen to <laughs> like a prayer there yeah. that has that horrible like weird dance break in the middle that is unbearable um but yeah, I I never heard it. So when I listened to it, I was like, Madonna and Prince? Oh my God. And the actual track, I mean, I wrote down when I was thinking about how to describe it, is kind of plodding, you know? It just kind of like plods along. Like, it is not certainly a fun pop track like you might expect. Like, it's a lot slower than you would expect. It just kind of like, kind of drags. <laughs> yeah, it is It is kind of like at one steady pace for the whole thing. And yeah. it is almost five minutes as well. Like, it's it's not like a three-minute pop song in and out. It, it, it does not need to be five of... minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it's it starts with some French, which is the you know je suis prête, and it's like uh, yeah. uh, essay vous êtes prêt aussi, which means you know are you ready? I'm ready also. Right. Um, which is I don't know. It, it, that feels like something Prince would do. You know, he's he's had <laughs> right. French stuff. He's had French words in his um, in his his songs before now. Um, I feel like this is like in particular girls. The third voice. song you and I have talked about that's had French. <laughs> in it. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's a he's a fan of just throwing a line of French in yeah. here and there. Um, but you know, they kind of they kind of sing together and also slightly out of sync. There's this weird thing where like Madonna gets ahead of the beat. And Prince kind of comes in behind the beat, singing the same line as like a little echo. So when they have the opening line of, you know, are you wasting my time? Are you just being kind? Um, and then when Prince comes in with the, oh, no, baby, my love isn't blind. Like Madonna is already kind of slightly ahead of Prince there. Um, and they kind of repeat the, you know, are you wasting my time? And, I, you know, Prince kind of delivers it just slightly behind Madonna. Um, are you just being kind? And it's like, don't go giving me one of your lines. Um, and then we kind of get the chorus, which is, you know, say what you mean, mean what you say. Uh, don't go and throw our love away. God strike me dead if I did you wrong. This is not a love song. <laughs> and and the thing is, Prince goes up into his um, falsetto for that. And I know, I, if, if I was if you were being mean, you could say that Madonna's vocal range is, you know, she runs the gamut from A to G in just one pick 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 an octave just slightly above middle c and that's pretty much madonna's range uh whereas prince probably has like at least a, a like a, a three three and a half octave range and on this song he has a habit of kind of going like above her with his falsetto and then coming back down and going below her with his kind of like lower voice and i and, had that same thought while listening to this and i haven't listened to the song that yeah. much but i actually i was thinking about this i was like boy this song kind of puts on display Madonna's limitations as a singer, especially at this point in time. Like she's probably gotten a little bit better, but she is yeah. not a person known as like a powerhouse vocalist, right? Like she, you know, it's all it's all about the things around the music that make Madonna so great. You know, it's her ability yeah. to put on a show and to just be like an amazing celebrity. But yeah, when you hear this, you're like, she is not carrying her weight here. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think what's funny is um, you know like one of the what like one of the selling points of Madonna, um, you know, I would say particularly to young girls in the eighties, aside from you know giving them you know the the uh, you know the kind of the 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 kind of uh, the kind of dress sense of um, someone who had just kind of fallen into a, a, a kind of clothes closet and just <laughs> yeah. walked out with whatever fell on them. Um, <laughs> You know, aside aside from that, she has this very very kind of tight vocal range. She never really goes more than an octave ever in a song. And if you think of like most of her hits, like you know, Holiday and you know, like a Virgin, and most of the most of the like the notes are kind of either they're very monotone or she just shifts by like a tone or a semitone sometimes. And it's like. If you have no vocal skills, you can you can do Madonna karaoke quite easily. I, I, w- and I, think that's I was just about to say one of the big selling points. I have sung Material Girl at karaoke more than once because it's probably one of my favorite Madonna songs. But like, it actually gets boring for you to sing Material. Like, <laughs> it's sort of like by the end you're like, man, this is like there's not really a lot to do here. Like, it's it's you kind of get bored and you're like, I hope this isn't as boring for the audience as it is for me. 
Yeah, I mean, Material Girl is all the like it's like yeah. what four notes there, and that's it pretty much for the whole song. There's no, it doesn't like you kind of go up maybe a little bit for the chorus, but then that's that's pretty much the only variation. Yeah. Like it's otherwise it's the cor- the verses are very kind of similar. Yeah. But yeah, so on this you have Prince kind of. I don't think he's trying to show Madonna up. It's just how he sings. Right, he and can't help it. <laughs> and I think Madonna like wouldn't realize that Prince was showing her up because oh, this no. is just her vocal delivery. <laughs> you know, like this is just how she sings. So, well, I think she's um, very confident too. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, it, I just, I mean, I do. Uh, the thing is, as well, is like I do kind of like this. You know, are you just being kind? Am I losing my mind? Like. I think that the kind of interaction between because it, as this isn't again this isn't like a duet in the you know like kind of um, you know I've had the time of my life type thing where someone sings mm. a line and someone else sings right. a line like there's if there's no kind of call and response in this they're both kind of singing the lyrics mm. but you know I mean particularly when we get that first are you just being kind am I losing my mind like it's almost like Madonna is kind of like talk singing it and it's almost like she is just asking the question of like are you just being kind <laughs> and i think some of the kind of sentiment behind the song is quite interesting because i don't know that madonna ever like you know stuff like kind of like a prayer and you know um i'm trying to think of what else is on that album but you know it basically runs through the immaculate collection and most of the kind of stuff is just about her being like a party girl yeah you know like holiday is literally just like you know holiday celebrate like <laughs> you know she has she has that wonderful song where she just talks about you know only when she's dancing can she feel this free like you know there's there's very little kind of like depth and I think that's what Prince is bringing here is just kind of like this idea of I don't know that Madonna would ever sing the lyrics, you know, are you just being kind? Am I losing my mind without Prince's influence? Like it's like I think some of the stuff that's being expressed here is kind of interesting, uh, even though the delivery might be a little bit kind of, you know, repetitive and maybe a little bit dragged towards the end. Yeah. Um, you know, but I do like the kind of, you know, later on, they change the, you know, say what you mean, mean what you say to mean what you say or baby, I'm gone. This is not a love song like. Um, you know, and even even the kind of towards the end, it's like, don't try to tell me what your enemies taught you, but I'm I'm gone, but I want to know you. This is not a love song that I want to sing. It's like, um, you know, it's kind of it's really weird because the fact that it is called love song, but they say this is not a love song. It's almost like you know the most meta that I think Madonna would ever get in the song, um, you know, and I, I don't know. I to me because I've listened to this song for I don't know at this point probably about. 15 16 years <laughs> i think i think i have a kind of affection for it that um you know even even i mean there are times where i'm listening to it and about four and a half minutes in i'm like oh okay i think I've yeah had pack it, it up like, <laughs> I, yeah <laughs> yeah i think i'll i think i'll just skip to the next song whatever's on my playlist i'll just go to the next song I, it was nice to kind of remember it again but you know well it, it um, has so grown for- on me even in like the the second listening was better than the first so i do think it probably might reveal its charms to me a little bit more over time but yeah i forgot to mention the um it's this is not a love song when i first heard that i was just like she's saying that again because to me that immediately makes me think of another madonna song uh bye bye baby from erotica oh yeah (laughs) which uh that's how it starts is her like kind of whispering into the like a mic like uh this is not a love song and then she (laughs) says it multiple times through the the song she repeats that this is not a love song and bye bye baby and then when i was listening to it the other line that immediately because i came to this sort of backwards where she says time goes by so slowly for those who wait and those who run seem to have all the fun that's like the basis of a much later song uh hung up (laughs) Uh, yeah, from uh, 
Confessions on the Dance Floor, I think. So yeah. So yeah. that's like the very like the first line of the song is like time goes by so slowly time goes by and she <laughs> and she quotes herself directly in yeah. that song. So immediately this brought up those two songs to me and I was like oh this is where it came from. I had no idea that these <laughs> this was like I mean definitely the I don't you know maybe she just happened to say this is not a love song twice but I think she would have remembered that she said it only really a few years earlier yeah I, that's it i like i think once you've collaborated with prince on the song you'll pretty much remember what you were say, singing on that right song. It's right not like you're gonna forget yeah um uh, but yeah I, I i mean yeah i mean of course then she also steals the the, the abba sample as well on, on oh the, yeah on hung up yeah so slowly yeah it's a it's a yeah. very referential um, song in general <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean in terms of like Madonna, um, and I'm not going to do like a Madonna track by track, so I'm not like I'm going <laughs> to step on my own toes here or anything. But like I like, you know, the early stuff that she does. I mean, in, in addition to having like the Immaculate Collection, I have like the uh, the DVD, which has all the videos of those, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the song. Um, what's the one where she um, <laughs> that was written with Lenny Kravitz that was all over the place that was literally just off the Immaculate Collection? What's it called now? Justify My Love. Oh, right, right. Uh, yeah, Justify My Love, the lyrics for that were co-written by Ingrid Chavez, who is in the film Graffiti Bridge with Prince. Oh. Um, and she had to sue to get, like, recognition because, like, the main basis of that song, like, the kind of, you know, all that kind of, I want to, you know, run through a rainstorm in Paris and all that kind of stuff. That was literally, like, a poem that Ingrid Chavez wrote and had given to Lenny Kravitz because she was dating him at the time. And then he took that and he turned that into Justify My Love with Madonna. And then she had to sue and she got, like, a co-writing credit and she got, like, like 5% of whatever that song made. And, you know, uh, so, yeah, so that's, uh, it's funny because, like, you know, until, I mean, you know, obviously YouTube now, you can watch Justify My Love all you want. Um but until until YouTube came along, the only way to watch that was really on the um, on the DVD for Immaculate Collection, which also has like a number. You know, most of the videos on there are kind of like iconic, um, and at least three of them were directed by David Fincher, mm-hmm. which is just insane. Yeah, Vogue um, is David Fincher. Yeah, and ex- ex- express my love, express, express express yourself. yourself yeah, just, yeah, I love that song. That song's great. Yeah, it's a and that's a beautiful video too. That's a beautifully shot video. Oh well, I mean. The, interestingly enough, there is a. There's, I can't even remember who did it, but there's a video on the internet that someone did on on YouTube where they talked about how David Fincher edited music videos, and they use "Express Yourself" as an example, hmm. and they show that he cuts to the lyrics. So each time Madonna sings a lyric, there's a cut, hmm. and then there's another cut, and then he showed another video from like whatever that whatever year this was. I can't remember who did this. I'd have to find it out. Um, and he shows the, that video, but he shows where each of the lyrics are. In t- like, he breaks up the video so you just get the lyrics, and it makes no sense. <laughs> like, it's just random cuts in the middle of words. Hmm. Uh, whereas, like, David Fincher's cutting in that video is so perfect, it's insane. Yeah. Um, something that obviously continues into his films. I love David Fincher, so, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's kind of interesting to see some of those videos. Um, you know, and obviously the Papa Don't Preach video is, you know, great, you know, with, like, Madonna with her. I mean, I think probably the Madonna that I loved the most was her with her hair in that video where it's been, you know, uh, where she's got the platinum blonde and it's, like, cut short and it just looks... I don't know. She just, I mean, the thing about Madonna as well is um, something that something that my mother used to say was people with gaps in their teeth were, you know, were, would, 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 like, be wealthy. Um, and Madonna early on had like this this kind of little gap in her teeth, and it's like I think she's kind of got rid of it now. But early on in some of those videos, you can kind of see the little gap in the middle of her teeth, and it's like I don't know, maybe that just endeared me to her. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, I think 
you know, there's some kind of this. I mean, you know, there's still some bad tracks that Madonna did in the eighties, but I think everything she re- released as singles, you know, whoever was kind of in control of her career in the eighties, they picked literally the cream of every single album and just released those as singles. Um, you know, which is maybe why they didn't pick Love Song because I would say for me, <laughs> even though I love this song because it like it's just interesting to hear the the two different kind of styles of, you know, it's mostly a Prince song, but just hearing Madonna singing on it, it's still probably only about a f- three and a half ish out of five for me, maybe just a straight three out of five. Yeah, I was gonna give it a um, three. Like I feel like it's yeah. just okay. Like I don't think from my limited listening, it didn't, you know, I didn't hate it or anything, but I, I just was kind of like, eh. After this, it's not like Prince and Madonna ever, like, fell out or anything. <laughs> like, um, I mean, they might have fallen out if he'd seen the tribute that she did to him at, like, the American Music Awards or whatever it was, um, you know, after his death. Um, but where she came out, like, I don't know, dressed in, like, a purple cape or something, and I don't know, it was, it was not a good I thing. have not seen this. Um, I need oh, to no, watch you should, this. You should, yeah, you should hunt that down. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> but, I kind of, I mean... <laughs> Madonna is a, such a fun person to like love and make fun of simultaneously to me. Like, I don't know how, like, you know, you just, you kind of love her, but you also, it's, she's so fun to poke fun of because you can only punch up at Madonna, right? Like she's such a, well, yeah, she's such a safe <laughs> she target. Sold, she's Madonna. She's, she sold like 200 million copies of whatever, you know, like it's, it's not like she's ever going to kind of um, be hurt by you kind of making fun of her kind of eccentricities. Um, But yeah, you know, they never kind of collaborated again, which I think is a pity because, you know, I think it kind of in the 2000s, I think all three of kind of like the big 80s solo stars, you know, Michael Jackson, you know, I don't know what on earth happened to him. I mean, well, I do kind of know what happened to him. But, you know, when you you listen to something like You Rock My World and it's like... um, you can barely hear Michael Jackson on that song and it's a Michael Jackson song. And you're like, yeah. he, like his voice got so breathy and kind of, you're like, I can't hear what he's, you know, he had such a great voice and now I can't hear it on any of his songs. Um, and then Prince kind of went a little bit off the rails as well in the kind of early 2000s uh, doing jazz instrumentals and various other things. Uh, but that didn't never, that kind of never damaged his reputation. And then I think, I mean, since I would say the last song that I enjoyed by Madonna was probably music. And that was like 18 years ago. And so, you know. Uh, hey, I will. I'm going to I will come to the defense of Hung Up, though, uh, that we were just talking about. Yeah. I think Hung Up is great. It's there's not there's I don't remember any other song on that album, but <laughs> that one's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, what I like about artists as well, I might have said this before, is I like when artists fail spectacularly. Mm-hmm. And Madonna had enough kind of cultural kind of build up from doing you know uh you know like a prayer was a it was a gigantic album i don't think people really understand how big that album was like it sold tons and immaculate collection was just like huge um and she took all of that and she released a book of herself naked and did erotica and then did bedtime stories and it's like at a certain point everyone's like what has happened to madonna and then she married guy ritchie and like ev- like it just seemed like everything went a bit crazy for her um and then she started talking with a very bad british accent oh my god and yeah that and so, part and is so, so it- great <laughs> i mean i don't know if that so phase- did that phase ever end i feel like she's still in it where she still has that yeah little I, bit yeah i think she's still i think she still does it a little bit because i think her daughter also kind of retained that accent a little bit because she was exposed to it for like 10 years yeah um but yeah, so like I, I, I like when an artist kind of fails like that. Like Erotica and Bedtime Stories, I think are probably her two most interesting albums because I love stuff, Erotica. Yeah. 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 The stuff that's on there, it's like it's really her just kind of taking as much as a risk as she can, mm-hmm. could could and just doing what you know. And then the same is kind of true with Bedtime Stories, where she kind of took a complete left turn and was just like 
you know, she picked like the hippest kind of like producers possible. And they still ended up kind of turning out this like very Madonna like album. Yeah. Um, but it, it kind of has like a weird kind of like trip hop vibe to it. And it's just it's so kind of. Yeah. Um, Bedtime odd. Story, the title track is great. And um, yeah. What was that one? Oh, Human Nature is another song I really liked. Off oh, of that, that is a great song. Yeah. I love that song so much. Yeah. And that video is so like it's it's so funny as well because it's like it's Madonna kind of. I don't know, making fun a little bit of her kind of image as being someone who's like very sexual. Yeah, totally. And she just keeps kind of like there's a whole thing where she's got like a poodle and her hair's done the same. Yeah. Like kind of style as the poodle she's holding, and she's got like a little tiny like riding, riding crop. crop she keeps yeah. Like, yeah. It's I don't know. It's a great. It's a great video. Um. But yeah. So I don't know. I I. So I think that was kind of the last time where I had like an interest in Madonna was like when she was basically failing and everyone was like these these albums are terrible and I was like. Well, you know, that's the point at which I get on board with most artists is when when they, they take all of their kind of capital and they have this hubris and they're like, yeah, this is exactly what I want to do. And the whole thing falls apart. And that's the kind of the most interesting thing to listen mm-hmm. to. Um, but whereas, you know, I think Like a Prayer is kind of a bit of a safer album. Um, you know, although I must say, I I mean, I love Dear Jesse, probably one of my favorite Madonna songs. I bought that on Kasingle and I listened <laughs> to that nonstop. Literally, it like I would I would literally listen to it, turn the because it was played the same on both sides. But I would literally listen to it, and I knew that if I turned it over and rewound it, it was quicker than fast forwarding to the end and turning it over. So I literally. <laughs> Like, I would just listen to Dear Jesse, like, on a loop, um, you know. So, which I, I guess for people who... What's weird is um, I've had some guests who are surprised that I listen to other music other than Prince, uh, which I think would make sense given that I'm doing, like, 500 episodes of a Prince podcast. But, you know, there's kind of, like, late 80s Madonna, kind of early 90s Madonna where she's kind of fallen apart. That's kind of the sweet spot for me in terms of, like, Madonna stuff. Well, almost, and maybe it just seems like, how would you have time to listen to anything else? <laughs> You know, I the, after Prince's death, it's something I'll talk about more once I, I kind of get to those songs. But after Prince's death, I found it very hard to listen to any of his music. Yeah. For, for, for roughly like nine, ten months, you know. And, and so kind of starting this project was just my way to kind of get back to listening to Prince albums. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that time, I did listen to a lot of other music. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just remember watching the, you know, the kind of Blonde Ambition tour over and over when I was younger. And kind of just knowing all the songs. And that's basically how I learned all the lyrics to most Madonna songs. Was So there's some versions she does when she's live where she changes some of the words and stuff. Um, and I'm like, oh, when I listen to the album version, I'm like, oh, so Madonna sang something slightly different at learning yeah. live. So I'm, sing- I'm singing the wrong lyrics. Um, and in the in, when she does the final performance of, this, of the Blonde Ambition tour, which is Keep It Together, which, you know, she collaborated with Prince on, uh, but he was uncredited on it. When she starts, she puts on like a British accent. And it's like a really fake British accent. And she's kind of like talking to her dancers, you know, saying, oh, it's time to wrap it all up. And, you know, like it's time to go home. And she keeps keeps this accent on for the entire song in between singing the verses in her normal Madonna voice. Um, and it's kind of like a preview of what she would sound like a decade later, but in real life. Um, so that's always fun to watch. But yeah, I mean, I think this song is like an interesting kind of like curio of what could have been like, you know, if I was Warner Brothers and there was a point there was a point where Warner Brothers, when they signed the new contract with Prince, like a couple of years after this, they paraded Prince around saying, you know, here's a guy who delivers his albums on times and, you know, does tours for us and everything. And that was a dig directly at Madonna because she was like six months late delivering an album. Uh, that album turned out to be erotica, so I'm sure you know Warner Brothers would have been like, just keep it going another couple of years. But yeah, so <laughs> it's funny. It's funny that they never thought of combining, you know, like Madonna and Prince together for like a whole album and just promoting it. You know, if I was at Warner Brothers, I'd be like, let's get them, let's get them collaborating properly on a full album and do like, you know, if we can get like Jennifer Warnes and Bill Medley to number one, 
we could get Madonna and Prince to number one on something. Like, you know. Or they'd kill each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I feel like we said about as much as we possibly can about Love Song. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't think anyone's ever going to talk this much about Love Song for the rest of time. So uh, let's go to plugs. Sure. Uh, you can uh, listen to me on Art Palace, my podcast that I make for the Cincinnati Art Museum. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Russell Irig. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us. Not sure why you would. Unless, of course, you are Madonna. Hey! By all means, do email Madonna <laughs> at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Russell. My pleasure. And otherwise, Moi. What? Come on, Lou.